Hello, gatherers. This show is brought to you by ComicWow.com. If you love comics, check out ComicWow.com, your media hub devoted to the comics, the comic industry, and the pop culture that surrounds it. Now, on with the show. Good morning and welcome to Room 6 BCDAEIOUWTF.4. Our first panel today will be The Continuation. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Tyler, and I am here with... Jeff, on behalf of Indie Comics with Jeff. All right. And this weekend, you had a really, really awesome time at... I had an awesome time at Long Beach Comic Con, guys. It was from September 12th to 13th over this weekend at Long Beach. And I tell you, I just had the most awesome time, even though I was the only one there. Shame on you guys. I know. <laughs> but I understand, you know, everybody has things to do and all that. But at least I was representing and getting the word out and getting us exposure and talking to people. And like I said, you know, you guys really missed out. It was a really fun show, man. I know. And you know it was a really, really good con when somebody who went comes back with a whole stack of comic books. And oh, yes. also a Especially when they have a DVD with them, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking about that DVD, it's pretty much the John Schnepp DVD regarding, you know, the Death of Superman uh, story that, you know, that was going to be done by Kevin Smith and yep. and Tim Burton and all that. And just the entire documentary talks about how it pretty much went the way it does, because we know it was obviously never made because Nick Cage never became Superman. Yep. And thank God he didn't. Yeah. Well... I'm also very intrigued by it. I'm intrigued by it, too. I want to see how we would have done it. I guess maybe it's more of a hindsight kind of thing now, thinking like, well, now now by what he's become, maybe he would have butchered it, but I don't know. Maybe he would have been fine back then. I mean, it was 1997, after all, so. I have yet to see it. I did. I think the only person who actually has seen it in the whole network is Albert. So maybe actually we- has seen it. Yeah, I've not seen it yet myself, so I was I was real happy when they when they offered that to me. Well, we'll watch it and probably have a spot coming up. So let's go on to the big thing about Long Beach. We've been to Comic-Con. We've been to Anime Expo. We have been to WonderCon. We were at, I mean, we, we've been all the big, big ones. Yeah, we've been to b- real big, big ones. But that's what sets, I think, Long Beach apart from those kind of ones is that not so much that it's a smaller, like, infinitesimal type con, but this is a more traditional type comic con. This is one where the emphasis is still pretty much on the comics, on the creators and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there were plenty of um, celebrities there. There were plenty of other things to do. But the real emphasis, guys, was the comics. And that's why I think this show still is a strong one. It's still a relevant one. It still has the center of it being about the comics, especially when you got down into Artist Alley and you were looking at some of those aisles. There were so many independent creators out there and self-published people. I mean, it was a mecca, practically. And hopefully we will be spotlighting all of them Oh, on yeah. indie comics. Hey, with any luck, I will be spotlighting every single one of them and more because there is a lot of talent out there, guys. And these are some people that, quite frankly, at a bigger con, they just never have the exposure because people that you know go to cons typically they only think of Marvel or DC, and they'll just go, they'll just skip over all that stuff and go to the big ones. Exactly. And, and they're missing a whole lot of stuff because these are some excellent people right here that are doing some hard work and slaving and uh, shedding blood, sweat, and tears to get something out there that is new and innovative to readers because the big two just have a whole bunch of watered-down stock anymore. We might, as well yeah. just, we might as well just say it like it is. 
Exactly. So please keep tuning in to Indie Comics with Jeff. Exactly. Exactly. There are so many books out there. Some of the ones that I ran into, I'm personally going to be reviewing some of their books on my show and giving you guys some pointers. Some of these are very dark stories. Some of them are sci-fi. Some of them are just total fantasy type stories. Something for everybody here, people. I mean, there was not a lack of people to run into this weekend, and they had some amazing stuff that they showed me. So for a con in which we weren't really allowed to represent too many people, I think we definitely got the word out there. And I was able to get in contact with a whole lot of good people out there. Awesome. So let's get some of the basic questions out of the way. What was your favorite part of this convention? I would have to say my most favorite part of the convention, it's, it's just like it always is for me. It's always about Artist Alley. A lot of people say, you know, people go to cons for a different kind of thing, but I think the true measure of a con is just how strong their artist alley is. I agree with that. There was so much good talent, and while it can probably be argued that Long Beach tends to always have consistently the same people, they do add on a few people every now and then that, you know, are new additions. Like this time they had Andy Kubert there, you know. He's the famous brother of uh, Adam Kubert, the the sons of Joe Kubert, who is one of the most famous artists of all time, the creator of the Kubert School for Artists. Yep. He was there signing, and he actually did some sketches for a few of my comic book friends, of which I am totally jealous about. So, you know, that was in of itself a great thing. I was able to meet up a whole bunch of different people. I was able to meet up with my buddy Joel Gomez, who works, uh, who, who does some stuff for Marvel and DC and a few other things. And uh, I was able to meet the Aspen people, who are, are like total buds with me. I, I was at Top Cow again, and Mark Silvestri was there for a day. So he was signing there. And, of course, I interviewed him, you all know, at San Diego Comic-Con. And Yes, I comic-con we had three episodes and one of the episodes jeff actually talks to mark silvestri yes, and what a what an amazing guy oh yeah just one just one of the most and one of the nicest guys you probably ever absolutely meet. there's not really a fault about him i can't find anything wrong with him it's like he's, legend, he's almost too perfect for words <laughs> yeah. a legend and a genuinely great guy exactly we don't we don't really have a lot of those. Yeah, we don't get too many of those kind of people. That's why we emphasize it so much, people. I mean, he is just, he, he's the diamond in the rough. I mean, we might as well just say it. <laughs> and there was that. I saw Ray Anthony Height there, who did an awesome Venom piece for me. I saw Beth Sotelo, who's Joel Gomez's wife, and she works for Aspen and does some coloring for that. I was at the Top Cow booth. I was all around. That's awesome. And that place, it's its true, like I said. Like I said, it's all about what you go to a Comic-Con for, and I go primarily for the artists and creators. So for me, a good, strong point of a con is just how effective their artist alley was. And I tell you, out of a 10, I would rate that an 11 by how good the artist alley was there. Oh, there was really awesome. some good representing there. So... A small convention with an amazing artist alley is basically the pinnacle exactly. of the convention for you. Yeah, pinnacle is always the good artist alley for me. The subsidiary stuff, what came uh, close to being number two for me would have to be the cosplay because that was just that there, there was just a whole lot of good cosplayers there. Or there were a lot to choose from. Sure, they were kind of sequestered to one section of the con, but in a way that was also kind of good because then they weren't saturating every single row, although there were a lot of them. Going throughout the entire comp, there was not a lack of it there, and there was a good variety. That's good. There was a good, good variety, of which some of them I even talked to as well, and you know, I'm hopefully going to get them on our show, perhaps a gathering or a spot sometime as well in the future. Hopefully. Hopefully some future guests. Yes, exactly, because it's my opinion that we need to have cosplayers on this show as well to represent that other side of you know the geeky industry. Absolutely. Because artists are good. Cosplay- if you cosplay, go ahead and email us. We would love to have you on our show. We would exactly. love you know, to 
promote you guys. Exactly. We love to promote you guys because you know you guys are doing a hard job, and we want to get you out there, and we would love to be able to get you guys out there further. And you know, you're helping us too by spreading the word as well. Okay, so beside Mark Silvestri, who was your favorite person that you got to meet there? Uh, that would probably have to be, let's see. Well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get to John Barrowman because yeah, there was like almost a $50 autograph fee for that. So yeah. unfortunately, I was I, I was out trying to get that. I was able to see uh, Chloe Bennett like out of the corner of my eye for like about five seconds when she was walking over the bo- over to her booth to start her signing. So I saw that, which was pretty darn cool. It was fun to see her. And I, I'd have to say it was, it, it was seeing Andy Kubert. It was, it was seeing Andy Kubert there. I mean, another one of the living legends. He worked on X-Men for so many years. Yeah. <laughs> worked on X-Men for so many darn years with Marvel. I mean, the guy is just amazing. I mean, that was just, you know, that's looking at somebody who is still a legend to me right there in the flesh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to really put it. And, of course, you know, there were a lot more. Marv Wolfman was there once again. I mean, he usually does that con quite regularly, but I always just get a smile on my face every time I see Marv Wolfman, man, my Teen Titans, dude. I mean, I can't get over him. He's just great. (laughs) (laughs) So, Long Beach, how does it differ from a big comic convention? Well, well, despite the size, obviously, now we're talking, uh, you know, quite, quite a smaller size. Also, the fact is that, you know, it's a more traditional type Comic-Con. I think another thing that is sets it apart from a larger con is that it's a more localized affair. It's not something that is so recognized internationally or even nationwide that everybody flocks to it. And in a way, that's almost kind of a shame because it would all, you would think it would be upper, underrepresented. But I think that's also its strong point. It's such a localized event that it is something that it's right where it's supposed to be. It's effective for what it is. It doesn't have to be anything more than than what it already is. It's already fine right there. Although I will say, if Saturdays get to be any more big than they were with how many people were there, I think they should probably add on another day. But that's just me. Yeah. It's only a two-day it's event. A two, it's a two-day event. It te- typically happens on a Saturday and Sunday. But with how many people they had there on Saturday, it makes me think... That, that may have been a test that maybe they're thinking whether they could have a third day on there and that we'll see a three-day Long Beach Comic Con maybe next year or sometime in the future. That would be awesome. It'd be great. I, I will be there next year. Yes. Well, you better. I'm holding you to that, man. <laughs> and all you listeners out there better hold it to him too. Absolutely. Okay. So how about panels? How are the panels different from something small like this? I mean, minus all the big, you know, the big studios and stuff like that. But with kind of... It's a little bit more intimate. It is very much more of an intimate kind of fair. For one, the, the where the panels are held, the rooms are not nearly so much big, which is good in a way because, you know, you don't have as, mu- as much crowds. And it allows for the intimacy factor. You have a lot more interaction between the people that are up there speaking about what they're talking about and others that are in the crowd that want to listen to them. I mean, this is the kind of place where you can really shoot the breeze with a creator for a few minutes and be able to talk without having to worry about big lines or anybody trying to get mad about, you know, taking up time or anything. And that was what was good about the panels there. And there were so many, although there there was a, a surprising amount of science panels this time because there was a huge um shuttle um and uh, space exploration type uh, really? ex- um thing going on there as well i guess there there was a big thing going on with that and they had so many panels about this i mean one particular panel was about how to have a road trip on mars and that is that, awesome which i think was amazing unfortunately i could I, w- I was doing something else at the time that that one was going on but 
it just makes me think, hmm, maybe they are really kind of trying to spread out into other arenas. And there was another panel for the science, which was uh, science versus science fiction in Hollywood. You know, what's the reality? Yeah. Where, where does it start to get to be those kind of a... always amazing panels. Those are the fun ones. Always. Because those are always from people that are kind of, I wouldn't say so much that are on the fringe, but they have kind of differing opinions. And they're not so well known as they would be outside of the mainstream. And they offer some awesome opinions that normally yep. you wouldn't get from any other kind of venue. And that's that's where I think really the where the real strength is about these kind of panels at this con is that, you know, there's an intimacy factor. You have a lot more variety and you get a lot more strange kind of topics being talked about. I mean, there were so many of them here and and it wasn't just about comics. It was about so many other things as well. Yep. That's always what's going to help a con. It doesn't have to always just be about the comics, but it's good when you have other subjects that are being talked about as well. Exactly. Okay, so the next convention is Kamikaze, which is a big, that small is a big comic con. con. Yeah, definitely. Big, small, depends how you look at it, but yes. Yeah. Well, it the panels are so similar to yeah, a smaller convention. definitely. And I love definitely. small conventions. I yes. love the small panels. Uh, even our first convention, which is the Arcade Expo, yes. we went to a couple of those yes, panels. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And Some of those smaller ones. They were nice, you know. They were nice. They had a bunch of people who and may have never done a panel before in their exactly. life, but exactly, they were a little, you know, they were very interesting. Of course, we sure. had that one, that one panel which we no, that was completely no. had the wrong idea about. Oh yeah, we had the wrong idea entirely about that one. But, but that, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It just we we didn't think it was going to be. We, we were well, yeah, <laughs> we were misled pretty much. Yeah, but. <laughs> But that's why we look back on it it's so funny because, yeah, we were kind of misled about what we were thinking it was. Yeah. With Long Beach, on everything I've seen online, it looks like it was a blast. Definitely something that I am so upset I missed. It's just, it's really, really hard to do with my personal life, you know, oh, two yeah, jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for sure, man. For sure, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I am so glad you had a lot of fun. You have a whole stack of stuff for you to read and for hopefully all of us to read. We'll be watching the Death of Superman Lives, What Happened, and we will most likely do a spot on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very was, soon. Yeah, we could do like a spot on that about, you know, what what might have been with that whole thing. I mean, that I mean, Absolutely. it may not be I mean, it may not be a relevant issue anymore, but you know what? It's still kind of interesting to see what we might have actually had in 1997 had that movie actually been made. Exactly. Um, this is we... the kind of stuff that you can get from Long Beach people, and I'm not arguing that you can't get that at San Diego. You you most likely can, but you know what? Sometimes a smaller venue is a much more fun kind of thing, exactly. especially when it came to Artist Alley, guys. I mean, I can't emphasize it enough. This is the type of con where you can go up to your creator, you can shoot the breeze and talk about anything for like five to ten minutes, and you don't even have to worry about a line suddenly coming behind you or suddenly grumpily saying hey move on or something like that yeah or, i mean yeah there were probably lines here and there but not like san diego type lines no, i mean no, I'm, not nothing, at all not, nothing on that yeah they did spread out the convention floor i think they i think they almost uh increased the amount of floor space by about uh three-fourths this time wow to, to include a bit more because there were there were some other things that they included they had had they had to have one whole section devoted to the cosplayers because they had like the cosplayers themselves had like 20 or 30 like like a benches devoted Jeez. to them alone so you know they're just was... like in a cage exactly. i'm just kidding well, yeah in a way <laughs> you could kind of say that they were sequestered like that but there was that there was a whole section devoted to laser tag there was a whole section devoted to uh D and uh, uh Catan type uh tabletop gaming and 
of course, you know, there was the merchandise tables that were kind of mixed up on the fl- fringes of the uh, Artist Alley tables. I mean, you really had a whole lot of stuff there. And of course, up top in the lobby, you know, it was that was a that was cosplay city going on right there. I mean, so many people were just walking around doing all kinds of stuff. And exactly. the immediate and the immediate area is just so beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful convention centers that's out there, I think. It awesome. really is. See, I've never been to it, and I am so excited for next year. Yeah. Okay, before we go, I do want to say one thing, uh, because I have you here. Uh, we have decided that Indie Comics will now be bi-monthly. Yes. It'll be every other week from now on. Yes, we want indeed. to have all the trivia, maybe get in contact with them, maybe get a little bit snippets of interviews here and there. Exactly. Reach out to people, see what we can do as far as trying to get some contacts and get some other information. So big things are coming to Indie Comics, trying to change it to improve your your listening viewership and for your experiences. Yep. So if you've been waiting for the next episode of Andy Comics, it will come out the week after that from now on. Yep. It'll be hopefully the first and third week of the month. First and third week. Yes, definitely. That perfect. actually would be a perfect way to go about it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I'm glad you had so much fun. Oh, it was a pleasure to share my experiences there. And I totally hope it's a show that I can see any of you guys in the future at. Go to Long Beach Comic Con, and like I said, there's usually two events in Long Beach every year. One is Long Beach Comic Expo, and that's usually around um, spring, and the other one is Long Beach Comic Con, which is usually at the end of the summer, like what I just went to. Yep. So if you can make it, I would definitely definitely, um, encourage you guys to go to it, especially if you're more of a a lover of the traditional type Comic Con. And the next and next com, uh, convention that we're going to be at is Kamikaze. Yep, we're going to Stanley's Kamikaze Expo, and that will be um, October thirty first to November or October thirtieth to November first. Yep, yep. Halloween weekend. The Halloween weekend. Yes, can't All wait. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, gatherers. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out our shows and other offerings on iTunes and Podbean.com. Don't forget to re- subscribe, rate, and review us. Send any comments, questions, or requests to grandgeekgathering at gmail.com. To stay updated on our network, like us on Facebook, stalk us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch TV. Not literally stalk us. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So come on and join the gathering. This show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Have a great weekend. GGG! No, seriously, do not stalk us, people. We're scared enough as is. (laughs) Except for you, Mark Silvestri. (laughs) Can't do it to him.